0: hi everyone welcome to quantum Kingdom life I am here with our awesome group Sam. Yay! 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 I am here with my amazing husband David and um, we do have some very exciting
1: news oh by the way there's oh, yeah, the there's king there's the, the King's wave, wave. <laughs> I think she does it better than me that's kind of fun a little yeah. uh,
2: got
0: it done. Yeah. well for this Don't know um, David has been studying to get his doctorate for the last six months. Um, He's been in a very intense, (laughs) fast-paced school program. And yesterday he finished his last class which was uh, ancient Hebrew. And he got an (laughs) A-plus.
1: And he got an
0: A-plus in the class. Um, and so in a couple weeks, David's going to be graduating, and we can call him Dr. Herbiyad. Right. Yeah, sure. right. <laughs> so Right. Yay. Woo. So tonight, we were just talking about before uh, we went live, that uh, tonight is Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur means a day of atonement. And uh, one of the things I was just getting ready to do, and David said we should just go live right now, and I felt led to sing a song this is a new song that I'm working on so it's still in the rough but I feel like it's going to minister to you guys and God's going to speak to you through it. And so for those of you at home I want you to go grab a pen and paper because and um, on that paper I'm going to have you draw a, a rectangle and that rectangle is going to represent the mercy seat of God because we're going to talk about what that is in terms of Yom Kippur. And so the the tabernacle was the Holy of Holies. And the mercy seat is where they put the blood of the sacrificed lamb to make atonement for the sins of the people. And Jesus was that atonement. And so this song is called To the One I Love. And I just want you to all at home, close your eyes, here, close your eyes, and we're just going to start in prayer, and I'm just going to sing and do a little prophetic worship. Lord, I thank you right now for releasing your fire. We should kind of glory on each and every one of us. Because you reign inside of us. Inside of us is the mercy seat of Jesus. Because we have Jesus within us. And Jesus is that atonement, that ultimate sacrifice. So Lord, as I play these notes, I ask now for the music of heaven to be released to everyone watching or listening. Everyone here into the airways, the highways and the byways. And we thank you. For your presence now, Lord. We thank you for your armor that sits upon us and rests upon us. That we shall not have anything dash against our feet. Because you, Lord God, protect us from all wickedness. We've had some great testimonies today before the service, and so we give you thanks and praise. Praise you. Behold,
2: I come to you through time. Cheers.
0: And we thank you, Lord. It is you who raises us up from the dead. It is you, Lord God, who gives us righteousness because of your sacrifice that was done on the cross. The ultimate sacrifice for us. And so I thank you, Lord God, for Psalm 107.20 that says he sent out his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And Lord, I thank you for delivering us from our destructions right now, Lord, and delivering us of all pain, Lord God. And Father, we pray for all the people, Lord, that have lost their homes through the hurricane right now. And we ask, Thou, that your presence would just emanate through their heart, that you would reveal yourself in the midst of the tragedy, Lord God, that they will see your goodness, that they will know your love, that your love would cover them, Lord God. And heal them and strengthen them and comfort them Lord God and your word says that when we have evil when we have tragedy when we have trouble you will never leave us you will never forsake us and so I thank you Lord God for that promise so now I ask that you would make that promise real to every person who needs it tonight Lord to every person that has lost someone every person that has lost their home or something and we just speak healing
1: as we seek
0: the mercy seat tonight lord as we seek your face lord ask that you would wrap your arms of comfort around every single person watching and listening lord we need you more than ever lord god we need you more than ever so crucify our flesh Crucify our flesh. Crucify our ungodly thoughts, Lord. Crucify our heart. That is not pleasing to you, Lord God. So highlight that thing that we need to write on the mercy seat tonight. That we need to set before the throne. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Yeshua, the one that saves. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are melech. You are king. You are meskua. You are our fortress. You are Yahweh, Lord. You are Yahweh, Yahweh. The Lord will provide. So no matter what you're going through today, no matter what is happening, your God is mighty to save. Zechariah 317 says, the Lord your God is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. And he rejoices over you with singing. He's rejoicing over you with singing. So we thank you now, Lord. We submit this time. We surrender our hearts to you. We surrender everything that's happened this past week to you now, Lord. So that we can hear what the voice of the Holy Spirit is speaking. So that we can be delivered and repent. And have our path made straight, Lord, with you. And we give you this time now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, the Hamashiach, God that saves. Change our heart, Lord. We can't have change in our country until we change our heart. And tonight, on the night of Yom Kippur, which marks the beginning of the new year, in the Jewish calendar. Lord, we've got to have a new heart. We've got to have a new heart for you, Lord. Change our heart tonight. We don't want to be the same tonight, Lord. We don't want to be the same people. We want to be changed and transformed by the renewing of our minds, by the renewing of our word. In Jesus' name. Because then, when your people humble themselves and they repent, And they turn from their wicked ways then you will hear from heaven and you will forgive us our sin and then you will heal our land and then you will heal our land so Lord help us to get on our face to get on our We've ignored you. We've been slothful. We've compromised as a people. Oh God, have mercy, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Help us to truly repent and cry out to you. So then you will heal our land. Then you will heal our nation. Let the spirit of repentance fall on every single one of us, Lord God. Every single one of us in this great nation that we will cry out to you on our knees and lift our hands and our faces to heaven and say, forgive us. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me. Help us, Jesus. And I thank you, Lord. We praise you. And we bow our knees to you, Lord. We bow down to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus'
1: name we pray. We're going to do communion and uh, we have uh, we have these uh, cups here. We've got uh, grape juice in them and they've got the <coughs> bread and wine. So we're going to do that. We've handed those out. If you have some bread and grape juice or bread and wine at your home, feel free to join us, and if not, you can do it virtually. God will honor your act. You can have all the elements and none of the substance, or you can lack the elements, and God will show up with this substance because he is the bread of life, and he is the blood that was shed. And so we're going to do communion tonight in the spirit of Yom Kippur the time of repentance. i just going to read uh, a little bit. Uh, what is Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur was one of the feasts that God designated to Moses and the children of Israel. It means the day of atonement, making things right, and repentance, to have your sins atoned for. Once a year, the high priest in Israel conducted a special ceremony of forgiveness and dedication at the mercy seat. So in the temple, you had the outer courts, where you had the water labor where you would wash your hands, and then you had, you had the, the, the altar of sacrifice. You would kill an animal, blood would be spilled. Then you would wash your hands in the water labor. Then you would go from the outer courts to the inner courts. Because without the shedding of blood, there could be no forgiveness or remission of sin in the Old Testament. Jesus becomes our sacrifice, slain once for all. We no longer need to slay goats or bulls or does for our sins, but we simply look to the one who was hung up for our hangups, the one that was slain once for all. And even as one man's sin, Adam, caused all to fall, one man's righteousness, Jesus, his blood shed on the cross, caused everyone that believes in him to rise and to stand. So the first Adam and the last Adam. So we were born into the Adamic nature Born in sin, and iniquity did our mother conceive us, but we can be born again and get into the last Adam, Jesus, and our sins are forgiven. And so you've got the altar of sacrifice, water labor, and you see in Acts 2.38, repent therefore and be baptized. You see the altar of sacrifice, repentance, the day of atonement, then the water labor, is water baptism. Then you enter into the inner courts where you see the table of showbread. Jesus is the bread of life. You have a sevenfold candlestick where the light is there, symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Repent, therefore, be baptized, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The light comes in on the inside of you. Then you begin to see the table of showbread, which is symbolic of the Word of God, illuminated by the candlelight. Of the Holy Spirit and as we read the word under the light of the Holy Spirit he gives us revelation and we begin to praise him at the altar of incense let our praise be to you as incense see how everything's though we come into the outer courts with Thanksgiving his courts his inner courts with praise and then after we've read the word we get illuminated by the Holy Spirit we begin to praise him then he invites us into the Holy of Holies where the mercy seat is at, where deep calls unto deep, but the noise of his waterspout, all the waves of his billows and his presence wash over us and we're made new. And the mercy seat is the ark of the covenant with the seraphim, the six way or the cherubims, the angels that put their two wings over the altar, and that's where mercy is at. And we cry out, Mercy, mercy, because we've repented. We've been cleansed with the water. We come in, we begin to read the word under the illumination of the Spirit, we begin to praise him for revelation. And then we come in and we receive his mercy. And the womb of a woman in the Hebrew is "rachamin," And it means mercy. So we cry from the bowels of our womb, mercy. And when a mother cries out for her child, the child can do anything wrong and she still cries out for her child when her child does something wrong because mercy cries out. Now here's what's interesting. One of the reasons why the enemy wants to kill children in the womb right now is because we're made in the image and likeness of God. And so the word image and likeness in the Hebrew, the image is the shape of form and the likeness is the essence of God. We carry the essence. We have a piece of him in us at birth, and we can get a much bigger piece when we get born again. But every time the enemy tries to kill a child in the womb of mercy, he's actually taking out a piece of the image and the likeness. He gets even with God. That's why this issue is so, such a hotbed. The enemy loves it, and God wants to restore because blessed is every child that opens the matrix everyone else. So that's a little bit about Yom Kippur and repentance and the Old Testament. Why do we have a, a ram's horn today, a shofar? It's symbolic when we blow the shofar, and there's a number of ways to blow it, but it's for rejoicing, it's feast of trumpets, feast of tabernacles, it's for war, it's so many different things. And I had a relationship with a wonderful man named Rabbi Michael Zeitler. And Rabbi Michael Zeitler used to blow the ram's horn and miracles would happen. So he had a special anointing for that. For me, when I have blown it in the past, it sounds like a squeaky mouse. (laughs) It's not my primary gift, but there's times when I'll be praying for somebody and like a shofar will come out of me in tongues. When I said to him, I said, Rabbi Michael, I said, every time I blow the shofar, it sounds like a squeaky mouse and my, my... Cheek hurts for three days. And I said, You blow it. I said, miracles happen, signs, wonders, people get healed, tumors fall off, deaf, ears pop open, blind eye pop open. so I can show you how to blow it, David. He says, But you have a shofar in you. I've heard it when you pray. I said, Is that what that is? He says, Yeah. He says, You don't try to manufacture it. It's when you're praying, you seal something that comes out of you. He said, Before Lucifer fell from heaven, he had tabrets in him, the musical instruments went through him some people get that with the shofar? He says, I need a shofar. I said, well, what you carry with the shofar is much greater than what I carry. He says, give it time. Anyway, so that's the history of the shofar, Yom Kippur. We'll do a little more. Yom Kippur is a day of self-examination. It is about stopping our business to examine ourselves and our relationship with God. So it is introspection, what is wrong, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Candelabra the Holy Spirit when you'll be able to read the Word of God Praise Him and go into the Holy of Holies I don't want
0: to add something to that So I was praying um, yesterday morning and I was fasting And one of the things that the Lord showed me was um, He gave, And this is in related, relationship to some of the projects that I have been hindered on a lot of you know what it is but um and so i said lord what what in me is not pleasing to you like what what is the issue and uh, i saw an image of a sloth you know those animals that are like really sloth? Oh, and, they move. And, and the holy spirit spoke to me time sloth <laughs> I, i've been a time sloth when it comes to these certain projects. And so and these projects are projects that God's called me to do but because I have been a time slot I have actually been disobedient and being disobedient means that I have been rebellious according to the scriptures and rebellion is as witchcraft so you see how easy it is for the enemy to derail us all of a sudden I'm because I'm procrastinating or for whatever reason and not doing what I need to be doing in the timing that needs to be done in, I'm now in rebellion or disobedience, rebellion, and now witchcraft. So now the enemy has an open door to come in to oppress me, which is what I was feeling. I was oppressed, and I'm like, Lord, why am I feeling oppressed? You know, why am I not feeling Your presence? And so this is why um, I gave everyone a piece of paper and a pen and a pen tonight. And you at home, you know, I want you to go get it if you don't have it. But as we're talking about this, be praying and asking the Lord, what do you need to write down on that mercy seat? What needs to be written on there? For me, God, the Holy Spirit showed me the slot. I'm a time slot. I've been I think so he's very gentle more. with you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, and let me share something with you. You can be very busy and right. still be a time slot, Right. Okay. Because we're not... Doing our assignment in the Mm -hmm. timing of the Lord moving forward at the speed of purpose But we're distracted. Martha was out making Galilean fish sandwiches for him that he never ordered She was very busy, but a time sloth Mary was at his feet. She wasn't a time sloth. She was spending time with the king So Joanna has been very busy. Yeah,
0: I've been extremely busy and and But God saw it differently right God saw it differently and so all these other things that I've been having to attend to, I didn't make my project but I have to get done my priority. Everything else was a priority because this fire came and this emergency and then this and then that and so I had to repent. And uh, what's interesting is I looked up the definition of uh, atonement. So the definition of atonement means amends or reparation for an injury or wrong expiation and a repair done. For the sake of a damaged relationship so here's what's interesting with Jesus with Yeshua he was an at atonement he was the repair for our damaged relationship with with the father because of the blood of the lamb that is the repair that damage that, that that healed our damaged relationship with the father because of that sin so I've never seen it like that as Jesus being that the repair of our damaged relationship. And so the question i want to throw out to you is what areas in your walk with god needs repair what area of your life or your thinking is damaged and needs to be made right according to the word of god where are you believing a lie and where are you you've read the word the bible you know what the word says but Party doesn't accept it or receive it. And I realized that that had been part of of me. You know, I've been a a hearer of the word, but not a doer in terms of what I needed to do for my projects that I should have made a priority. And so this is what's so amazing now, is now that I've repented, I'm in the mercy seat of Jesus. And now I can ask him to forgive me. Now I can ask him to restore and help me make up that time. So Leviticus in uh, the Old Testament, if you want to turn to the scripture, Leviticus 23, that's Leviticus 23, starting with, uh, chap- with verse 26. So chapter 23, Leviticus, verse 26. And this is where the Day of Atonement started in the Old Testament. The Lord said to Moses, The tenth day of this seventh month in the Day of Atonement, hold a sacred assembly and deny yourselves, and present a food offering to the Lord. Do not do any work on that day, because it is the Day of Atonement, when atonement is made for you before the Lord your God. Those who do not deny themselves on that day must be cut off from their people. I will destroy from among you, their people, anyone who does work on that day. You shall not work at all. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come, wherever you live. It is a day of Sabbath rest for you, and you must deny yourselves. From the evening of the ninth day of the month until the following evening, you are to observe your Sabbath. Now, that's a pretty strong admonishment that god gave the people about keeping this Sabbath and keeping this day and he said i'll destroy anyone who doesn't do what it says now what's interesting is that what happens when we are disobedient to what god's word says the devil comes what to destroy to kill and to steal so that's that open door so i challenge you tonight ask the holy spirit what are the open doors in your life mm-hmm. that you are, have been a sloth, like I was. And, and and where does the enemy have a legal right to oppress you, whether it's your finances, whether it's sickness, whatever it is, what is that legal right the enemy has that needs to be shut tonight on the day of atonement? Hallelujah. And so this, I believe God is going to show you, and he wants to give you the keys for freedom. This is the key for freedom right here. The number one key for freedom is repentance. Mm-hmm. And that means to make your past straight to change your mind. And uh, honey, why don't you share with them the Hebrew meaning of um the word Yom Kippur where it comes from? Oh,
1: good one. So the Hebrew word for Yom Kippur is uh it comes from the root uh really KPR which is Yom Kippur comes uh, from actually it means to cover and can be found in the original Hebrew name for mercy seat from the Ark of the Covenant which is called in Hebrew which is covering so when we get on the mercy seat we're covered we're hidden in the glory of God and when they tried to throw Jesus off the cliff He walked through the midst of them. He stepped into the Shekinah glory, the Shekinah glory, Shekinah glory of God, as we kind of say in English, or the Sheena in the Hebrew, or the, anyway. Bottom line, it's the manifest, tangible presence of God, where in Him we live and move and have our being, and when we step into the glory, we're covered in the Psalms 91 protection where no weapon formed against us prospers, though a thousand fall by our side and ten thousand by our right hand. It will not come near us. We'll only see with our eyes and behold the destruction of the wicked. So Jesus was able to pass through the midst of them. There, what happened to him? He stepped into the Shekinah glory, the Shekinah, the wings of God's presence, and God carried him out safely.
0: And here's the other thing about the mercy seat. In the Old Testament, that was a very holy, special place because that's when God's glory appeared when he was c- communicating with the people. His Shekinah glory would appear to them. And so that's when he wanted to communicate with Israel. And it was on the lid. So the lid of the Ark of the Covenant is the mercy seat.
1: It was made of pure gold.
0: Pure gold.
1: And I want to share something. Yeah. The glory can show up anywhere. Right. You don't have to have a gold Ark of the Covenant for the Mercy to show up. It was in 1990 in Leavenworth Penitentiary kind of in Kansas, when I was in prison, pre-trial for stolen jet airplanes for the Colombian drug cartel, and I was a rank sinner selling multi-kilogram quantities of cocaine for the, for the colleagues. My point is this, the this Shekinah of glory, the tangible, visible cloud of his presence showed up in a prison cell, and trust me, there was no gold there but there was repentance there and wherever there's repentance mercy crieth up and God's covering comes on us there was two other people in the cell that night when the glory showed up and literally I put my hands into the glory was tangible and it sparked gold and platinum every time I said Jesus Sparked gold and platinum we shared a piece of this on Sid Roth it's supernatural and it's in my book, you I Ride the Whole Journey to Freedom? I don't know, maybe it's not in that book. But my point is this, the, the glory of God shows up on the mercy seat and when we repent, we are brought in to the womb of God to be born again. And then his glory shows up and covers us and causes us to pass through safely. And he catapults us through every line of the enemy's defense. So God wants to do that for you tonight. Let's just take a minute and ask the Lord if he hasn't already shown you what that issue is that he wants to reconcile with you tonight and you reconcile with him. For Joanna, it was time sloth that he showed her in an image of a sloth. Yet she's been very busy, just not busy on her assignment. Right. But distractions <laughs> will keep us from the double anointing. And we won't go into the 525 rule, but I'll just say this, write down 25 things you want to accomplish in life, circle the five that are most important to you, draw a line through the other 20, because they're all distractions. Wow, is is social media a distraction? Is politics a distraction? Is talking to your friends a distraction? Is listening to Whiny Whitney a distraction? Sandpaper Sam a distraction? Send them a voicemail. If you have to, put them in eternal voicemail so it doesn't cost you your eternity. Mm -hmm. 525 Mm rule 25 things, top the first five. They're all lying through the other 20. They're all distractions for you accomplishing your assignment. So don't be a time slob, busy like Martha doing all kinds of stuff that Jesus never asked you to do, but are actually hiding places from your assignment. In God. We're not to hide from God in things, we're to hide in God to accomplish His will on the mercy seat and the Sheena the Shekinah glory, the presence on this Yom Kippur, day of repentance and atonement. Right?
0: So as you guys are taking a minute, I'm just gonna read the um, scripture. So in Exodus 25-22, God promises to dwell among his people so because of what jesus did on the cross he dwells now within us and so he says in verse 22 and there i will meet you and i will speak with you from above the mercy seat from between the two cherubim which are on the ark of the testimony and that in hebrew mercy seat is called kaporet. And that word in Hebrew refers to a sacrifice that reconciles and leads to peacekeeping. Peace Peacemaking, Peace making, I mean, yeah, peacemaking. So where in your life do you need to make peace and lay things at the mercy seat? Do you need to forgive yourself, others, God? Mm-hmm. Psalms 85, 10 through 11 says, mercy and truth have met together Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring out of the earth. And righteousness shall look down from heaven. Just take a minute and just write whatever the Holy Spirit is showing you.
1: Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring forth out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Psalms 85, 10 and 11. Mercy without justice. Mercy without justice is weak and submersive of moral order. So we can give mercy, but unless there's justice, there's no repentance truly unsanctified mercy justice without mercy is moral severity revolting to both God and to humans when we watch a movie and mercy is extended to somebody who deserves judgment and they receive the mercy and there's a change in their heart everyone loves a redemption story but when Mercy is extended, and then the person takes that opportunity of that mercy to then come and attack the person again, then we're happy when they're destroyed because we can see there's been no repentance. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked repent. Hebrews 9, 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, Jesus entered into once into the most holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So when we cry out on the mercy seat, his blood and his sheena, his shekinah, his glory covers us, cleanses us, changes us, heals us, redeems us, transforms us. And when we come out, we're changed into the image and likeness of his son by the tangible presence of the Lord. Romans eight, 3, 24 and 25 being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth to be a propitiation, a sacrifice through faith and his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Let us open our can of mm-hmm. Let's
0: take communion.
1: That's right. A can of act Can of right. <laughs> Repentance is the act, and this is how we act, right? We fall in the mercy seat, and repentance is 180 degree, about face, and it really means this. It means to change your mind. Joanna shared transparently about a time sloth that had influenced her life, keeping her from her divine assignment and destiny to reach a lot more people through music and a book she's writing. And when she repented, she changed her mind about the matter. And now she's avidly pecking away at the computer and knocking out those chapters, and it's beautiful, and the joy of the Lord's back on her life. So we're going to open our can of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to act a different way because we're changing our mind from the wrong thing to the right one, Him. For in Him we live and move and have our being as many as we are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. So this is His body broken for you, symbolic. And we're going to partake of His body and we're going to experience healing in our body. And we're going to partake of His blood, symbolic, but also becomes the blood of Jesus as it enters our frame and brings healing and cleansing. So Lord, we thank You for Your body broken for us and your blood shed for us for the forgiveness of sins as we turn from and turn to you, we receive the fullness of the blessing that you have for us in spirit, soul, body, mind, will, emotions, deliverance, complete salvation in every area, every fiber, every layer, every cell, every organ, every particle of our being we receive you now let us partake of the bread thank you lord, lord. Oh, there is a healing anointing right now there was a like a sweetness in the bread for me I just I tasted this. Did you taste the, did the sweetness? It. I did. And, and, and I've never really
2: tasted it like that before. That
1: was, I'm telling you, there's the, it, it was like almost honey type of honey flavor in that. And I, I've eaten these on different occasions. I've never experienced that. She did too. So now we partake of your blood shed for us and we receive the honey from the rock and we now receive your blood shed for us. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Wow. presence, there's fullness of joy. I'm not going to call out healings tonight. I believe that God is just supernaturally doing it as you're just receiving from him on this special day of atonement. We're back on the mercy seat. The mercy, the the womb of God being born afresh, cleansed by the blood, covered by the Lord, renewed mind, our will, our emotions, our imaginations, our body, our soul, our spirit. Behold, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. He takes our sins and he casts it into the sea of forgetfulness. And he remembers them no more. As far as the east is from the west, so is he cast Our sins from us, and he puts up a sign in the Sea of Forgetfulness, and he says, "No fishing, no fishing, no fishing. We're gonna blow the shofar." Ah! Rabbi Michael, we thank you that that's your gift. And Lord, I thank you, squeaky mouse or not, you've honored that. We might have to clip that one up and put it on a special short. By the grace of God, there go I. Vibrate your lips. And Joanna's going to try it because she's got the gift. I heard her do it the other day. She went on YouTube.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah,
1: all things are possible. (laughs) <laughs> every man hath his gift, and every woman hath hers. <laughs> one for the father, one for the son, but that one was for the Holy Ghost.
0: Sorry, one more. Oh, hold on.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think we <laughs> might be good t- on this. One <laughs> <Yeah. Why not? laughs> for our souls and this is uh, the prayer shawl and Paul was a tent maker and some believe he was a prayer shawl maker which would make more sense than him being a tent maker but he made a living making tents because when you go into your tent with God in prayer so now you're in your prayer tent with God and you come out back with humanity so, you can go into your prayer closet instantly wherever you want.
2: Hmm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, let's close out.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. Happy Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. It's happy because when we repent, mm-hmm. He remembers our sins no more and He restores unto us the joy mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. salvation. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen.
0: Well, God bless you guys. We just pray his protection over you this week and that his peace will keep you and sanctify you and grow you and his love to fill you. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. And next week we're going to start a three-week series on knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Knowledge is like water, it's ubiquitous, it's freely accessible, it's everywhere. You can click on the internet and you have knowledge. Understanding is like containers to gather the water. And wisdom is knowing where and how much to pour. A lot of people have a lot of knowledge, but the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 8, 1, knowledge alone pops up, makes us proud. We're know-it-alls. Glory be to me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity, look how much I know. (laughs) Understanding is containers to gather the water where we don't fire hose people with knowledge, but we have wisdom, not understanding on how to explain what this knowledge is. And Wisdom is knowing where and how much to pour, where we bring refreshing to people and we don't just splash them with our knowledge that puffeth up. So when you have understanding, Knowledge, water, understanding, containers to gather the water, and wisdom knowing where and how much to pour. You can grow great things, you can refresh people. And real knowledge, wisdom, and understanding helps lift other people up and enables them to then begin to walk on their own. And true leadership is when your followers no longer need you, but they have followers that they're leading, as they follow the Lord. Amen? Amen. David? Amen. i Joanna. We're there obedience Virtual Church Media. You want to partner with us or support us or a one-time gift? We had a great day on the Day of Atonement. <laughs> <laughs> Virtualchurchmedia.com forward slash Yeah, We love you. We'll see you next week. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. We begin in three parts here. Don't miss it, my friend. <laughs> At jetridebook.com. <laughs>